although uh, we forgot about music. I don't, we can oh, splice yeah. it in later or skip it, but I realize that we totally missed it. Yeah, neither of these have anime. I'll figure it out. Nope. <laughs> okay. Rain, make it. Rain, girl, make it. Welcome back to Mugging Your Ears. My name is Corey. April is with me. Hi, everybody. Uh, Helen will be joining us, hopefully, for the last half of this podcast to talk about Sakako and Naga from Seven Seas, but for the first half, we'll be talking about The God's Lie from uh, Vertical. It is by Kaori Okaza... Nope, can't read this. Ozaki. (laughs) Uh, Kaori Ozaki, uh, who was previously published uh, by Tokyo Pop with Immortal Rain, uh, but I believe these two things are her only published works. Uh, or at least published in English works, for sure. Um, but this is just about a middle school... He's middle school, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Was he in middle school, though? He might not have even been middle school, because towards the end, the he change, he changes uniforms, and he says something like, middle school uniforms are so heavy. So he might have even been elementary school. I'd have to look. Okay. Yeah, I think it might be elementary school, actually, now that you, now that you mention all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, elementary school or middle school, okay, probably elementary school. That uh, he he plays soccer. He lives with, I think it's his mom. I think it is too. I had trouble sort of figuring that one out, but I think that that is his mother. Yeah, um, and uh, his, the gag appears not to be in the picture. He meets up with this uh, classmate of his who is just living alone with her little brother. Uh, and then the, the rest of the manga is just like them living through this this fake life over a, a short couple of days through summer vacation, in which uh, every skeleton in their closet or their backyard, as it were, were uh, dug up. <laughs> but what did you think of this? Um, I read it a while ago, and I don't remember like it being particularly memorable, but I read it again today, and I actually really liked it, so I, I guess I had two different opinions of it. Um, it reads pretty fast. It's only got uh, maybe five chapters. Um, I thought it was an interesting story. I think, I don't know, I guess I liked that the kids were a little bit younger, so this wasn't necessarily like high school kids um, dealing with something difficult, which I think is maybe what we're used to seeing. These kids were a little bit younger than that but uh it it's pretty short and it takes it takes place over the course of a few days like Corey said so yeah i had the exact same reaction as you i, I read this you know maybe a year year and a half ago right I, uh, I don't remember what reaction i had at the time but i, rem- I remember <laughs> enjoying it at least uh but yeah now rereading it again i like really enjoy uh i really enjoyed this and yeah it does have five chapters about 210 pages it took me less time than I thought it, it would to read. Maybe that's because I've already read it, or maybe that's because it's just uh, relatively text light. But yeah, I, I did enjoy what they're trying to do here. Uh, the, this kid is trying to just uh, run away. Not, not really run away, but he's just, he's just trying to rebel against this uh, new soccer coach that he doesn't like because he just wants to have to play soccer to have fun, and this new coach is 
is uh, discounting his ability based on stupid things like his height, which he's in fifth, sixth grade or whatever. He's like going to change as he grows up, or uh, his <laughs> birth date, which is in March. So he's a relatively young kid for his class. Uh, but like you shouldn't be saying these things to young younger people. Uh, mm. it, it just makes them rebel like this. Uh, and then uh, it, it's just allowing the the sister. What is her name? Uh, oh gosh. I- Suzumura. Mm-hmm. Rio Suzumura is her name, and then her brother. It's allowing them to just kind of forget about uh, all these issues that they have with their life by spending time with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, the main character, he basically sort of escapes his day-to-day by spending time um, with the main girl and her brother. And so the the main, the main, the main boy has a pretty, I would say, I guess simple life. He's got the issues with his soccer coach and some family things going on. Like his mother is, it looks like a single mother, but it's sort of like these two people bump into each other. And he has, he doesn't have any idea what sort of issues, um, that the main girl has. She's picked on a little bit in school, or at least at the very least, she doesn't really fit in, um, with the other girls in her class. And they just sort of become intertwined in each other. And it's just these couple of days. I don't know. It can't be, I would think it's no more than a week where um they just kind of spend time with each other and get to know each other and uh i guess i guess resolve a few of her problems she's definitely um got some familial issues that and i guess it makes you wonder had the two characters not bumped into each other what would have happened to her at a certain point so yeah yeah they mention uh he's just kind of running away from a soccer camp that he has uh so i don't imagine the soccer camp would last more than a couple days the the mother is not called until probably near the end of the camp, I guess. I don't know why it took that long, but... <laughs> yeah, you would think, like, yeah, now that you said it, you think, like, they would have taken attendance when they got there. It's, like, two or yeah. three days passing, like, hey, uh, can, where can we send your money back to the soccer camp? And that's when she realizes that he's not there. Yeah. But by then, I mean, two or three days have passed, and for the kids, that's basically, like, a lifetime with all of the things that they've done and mm-hmm. seen and what have you. Two or three days away from your parents it was a while for them. Yeah, they're like they're sleeping in the same room. They're making their dinners. They're uh, just going out to the store. They've uh, adopted this cat for for a little while. They uh, adopted a beetle for a little while, um, and it just seems to be uh, a manga that is just about like this this cycle of life. Uh, it it does like show show the beetle dying. It shows. Uh, Suzumura's grandfather dying and her just kind of dealing with that because her dad has also ran away. Her mom, uh, I don't remember if they divorced or the mom had also passed away. Um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember if she'd run off or not, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And her, I think her dad was the saddest part of it all. Like what, what was actually going on with him was really kind of sad. Yeah, that dad is just pretty deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, without giving too much away. Um, and then I was thinking about it when it when it got towards the end, and then the title itself, um, 
when when the gods lie, I sort of thought in this case, the gods tend to be your parents or other adults. So you sort of turn to them and expect them to take care of you mm-hmm. or to encourage you. In this case, like the soccer coach wasn't very encouraging. Um, and the main girl's parents like weren't there at all. And it, there's a question at the end or something similar to why do they do that? Or and, you know, sometimes the gods lie. And I don't actually feel like in this case it was in reference to like a deity or anything like that it's more just the adults that are supposed to take care of us and be there for us why do they tell us things that completely contradict what actually happens in life right yeah that's a good point uh with the the parents and authority figures acting as a, a godlike figure to these kids like mm-hmm. uh suzumura never really or didn't really have that uh in these preceding months to to the manga start just because the gag ran away the grandfather passed away uh, and then uh, Naksuru, the main the main guy character, he he has the mom there, but she seems to be working a lot. She's like writing itchy light novels, I guess. <laughs> um, so she's really busy. Uh, and then now the the final straw, this grandfatherly character in his life, the the old coach has injured himself, and now there's this new coach, and he just no longer has something to ground himself uh, to to his routine. So, Yeah, I think it's, it's really just about them growing up, even in the beginning when uh, his previous coach is sick, I think in the hospital with cancer, and he asks his mom something like, well is he gonna die? And his mom's like, oh, don't, don't say things like that. No, he's not. And he, I, I, I guess it goes back to like those small lies that we tell people to make life easier, although it really doesn't because we can't really stop what happens. And I think um, that's the case here. And I think that's what the main character really struggles with is things change that he has no control over. So it's more about how he adapts to those things instead of just sort of running away from them. And he, and he, and he, and he meets somebody that he doesn't want to run away from. So then he, he's willing to stay and deal with the problems with her. Yeah. And being this old, he just doesn't really know how to deal with these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, hanging out with Susamura, he's, he just kind of has to, or he, he becomes his own, authority figure because like there's no other adults around so right yeah he's coping with it by taking on responsibilities i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and since this is so short it kind of i've meant to look it up before the podcast but do you know if this was made into a movie at all because this seems like a, ser- uh, a one shot that would be a movie just i don't know the way that it's sort of structured and all that kind of stuff do you know if it has any kind of adaptation uh, or did sure. it yeah, I'm not sure if there was any adaptation. Uh, I think it would work out well as a as a movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I definitely see this being like some sort of live action movie. You know. Yeah, Japan loves those live action movies. <laughs> yeah, the material seems perfect for it, and like I said, it, it takes place over just a number of days, and it's but it, it's a it's a pretty good story for just you know five chapters, so. We've had manga in the previous weeks here that that we've gotten five chapters into it and it's gone nowhere. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, too bad Helen isn't here to give some hot takes about Radiant again. Yeah, uh-huh, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, <laughs> man, that really went nowhere. But that's a totally different episode that you all should go back and listen to. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah, but this is, this is a very good uh, succinct five chapters, one volume series uh, that. Uh, 
Like it's not that big of a time commitment, money commitment. So if you if you have an ability to crack it down, check it out. Like definitely do. I would say. I agree. All right. Well, uh, any closing thoughts on Gog's Lab before we take a break and head on to the other half? I think I've summed it up pretty well. I mean, like you said, I would definitely try to pick it up. It feels like a it's it's vertical, right? It's a vertical yep, title. Vertical. Yeah, it feels like a very vertical title. So, uh, if you like what they tend to put out, this is just another. This is more of the same, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Right. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, with that, let's take a short break, and we'll be back on the other half. Uh, to talk about Saktoko and Naga. When I am so free. Mother Russia in my cup, and my glasses fogging up. Oh yeah, hey dog, hey what's up? Oh yeah, hey dog, hey what's up? When the sweaty walls are banging, I don't fuck with family planning. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. 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 Make it rain, girl, make it we are back. Helen has joined us. Hi. And we are here to talk about Sagako and Naga, uh, the new manga from Seven Seas, back on the Seven Seas ship, I guess. Um, this is about two girls, one named Sakoko, she is from Japan, and one is named Naga, she is from Saudi Arabia. Uh, Naga is Muslim, she wears the... Uh, hijab and various other headdresses. Um, she mentions what all of their names are somewhere in the manga, and scrolling through it, I am not able to find it. Uh, uh, niqab, niqab and burqa. Okay, mm. thank you. I think that's how you say the first one. And she wears all of these various uh, headdresses as a part of her Muslim religion, Sakako is uh, kind of thrown off by this at first, but as, as she slowly learns, uh, the the culture they they just kind of grow closer learning about learning about each other learning about their cultures uh and uh intertwining in what i believe is an american school yep there's um, study abroad students in america yeah i thought all right uh but what did you think of this i think it's worth pointing out from the get-go that this isn't an autobiographical manga like you would think with such an oddly specific setup that it is but as far as i know this is an autobio um and, I don't know, the things that they occasionally get culture-shocked with in America feel like things that people would probably get culture-shocked with in America. Like, um, Satoko is kind of horrified to learn what California sushi rolls are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or even there's stuff about flagging down buses, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. So, looking at this from an American view, I'm like, yes, these things definitely sound like American things that would confuse non-Americans. So, so do you... Wait... Do you have to flag down buses? Uh, I mean, around here, it's kind of like, you know, so many buses go to the same stops that, like, if oh. you're not going to get on the bus, you just sort of, like, shake your head a little bit. Or if you're going to get on the bus, you know, you make eye contact with the driver and you're like, you stop here. You, 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 you don't <laughs> stop here. I will chase you down. <laughs> that, yeah, that's how we roll in D.C. at least. <laughs> yeah, because Sadako mentions that the, the bus drove past her when she was at the stop and... Uh, Someone told her that she has to flag the bus down. I'm like, do you? I thought it just stopped. It could be it could be different across the U.S., but, uh, yeah, some of that stuff was even surprising to me. Yeah, like, when I went to college, um, most of the buses there, um, the school's bus system was the town's bus system, since the town was very small. There, oh, there was usually only... 
each bus had pretty much like a unique route. They didn't overlap that much. But in D.C., you might have like between two and six buses all on the same route. They'll be stopping at some of the same stops, all going to wildly different places. So then, yeah, the bus driver won't necessarily want to stop if they don't think they need to. Especially oh, okay. with traffic and all that. And these mm-hmm. are long routes, too, like an hour plus each yeah. time. Yeah, that makes sense. At least here, around where I live in L.A., it's just uh, one bus per route, as far as I know. So, I also don't ride the bus regularly, so I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I was going to say, this is how you guys can tell that I, I, I had to spend a lot of time with no car, riding public transportation <laughs> everywhere. But, that, but yeah, I thought it was a really... It was a fun manga. It was charming, it was cute... It felt like most of the time we were laughing with the characters, not at the characters. Um, I, I did think this was going to be a one-shot. I didn't realize this was the first volume in an ongoing series, but I am certainly down to read even more. Yeah, I think I agree with Helen. I liked sort of seeing the friendship between the two of them and how close they actually are. So they sort of have the the uh, learning each other's cultures, but then they sort of navigate the culture shock of the U.S. together. Um, and I think that's the part that I like the best, just sort of seeing how they take care of each other. There's that, uh, there's the one chapter where Sadako accepts a ride from a stranger that's going in the same direction that she is. And then uh, Nada sees a, like a, a news thing where women have been kidnapped, so she drives out to save Nadako from Sadako, rather, <laughs> uh, from uh, potentially being kidnapped. I don't know if she actually was being kidnapped, but just sort of how they sort of look out for each other while they try to figure out one another and then also where they live. I like that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is, uh, like, the the cutest moments in here are when uh, they're just kind of learning about each other. Uh, Naga gets home and, like, rips off the hijab or whatever she's wearing. Uh, and then she's learning, like... Um, she can still feel cute and confident underneath the uh, the headdresses, or the because sometimes like they they're like full body things. I am not the person to be navigating around <laughs> what these terms are, but she does do a lot of like the she she makes herself up uh, to make herself feel confident, feel pretty while wearing these things, even if no one else can see her, and she mm-hmm. sees that as freedom, but uh, wearing the hijab just on its own, Sakako sees as being restrictive. So it's kind of interesting seeing the uh, the different perspectives there. Yeah, well, Sadako I- even changes her perspective since she and Nada are both sort of like, oh, isn't it sad that people are judging you by what you're wearing? And then they're like, wait a minute. But um, on the makeup thing, I don't think that's actually that unusual. I remember it coming up in Persepolis as well, which is a different time i guess you could say at that point at this point but i i don't i mean women are just gonna wear makeup even if no one else can see it because you like it so that felt very normal to me yeah i think uh probably my favorite chapters i think maybe they're at a store and she uh sadika rather finds like a dress um and she's like oh it's it's too cute for me like i like it but it's too cute and not as like well if you want it why don't you just buy it and she's like oh you know it's too cute for me and she's like not as sort of like why well, just buy clothes for me nobody's gonna see them anyway so in some ways you're more restricted than me that mm-hmm. you don't even buy the clothes that you want because you, i assume because of what she she thinks other people will think that was probably like my favorite chapter i was kind of like oh i'd never actually thought about that before <laughs> And there are a lot of uh, cooking elements as well because of the uh, they cook for each other, you know, alternating. And um, 
a lot of the food that Sakoko makes is, or would normally make is not halal. Uh, so as a Muslim, Naga could not eat it, but they're just kind of uh, trying to fit each other's diets around, uh, around what they make. And they, there's one chapter where they just make American chicken soup, and it's just like we cut this up, throw it in the pot, and then sit. But like everything else, Japanese and uh, Middle Eastern cuisine is just way more involved. So they're just like, man, these Americans are lazy with their cooking. I appreciated that chapter because I've heard that. I've heard that before from family members. Like, no, we just we just cook American food because it's it's simpler than <laughs> than other foods. So it was funny to see that reflected in a manga. Oh, that's funny because I feel like whenever I'm cooking food, mostly like American food, I feel like I'm really involved, like having to do a lot of chopping and preparing and just. You get to the point where you've got two things on the stove and three things in the sink, and you're like, oh, my God, this is a bad idea. <laughs> this is a mistake. <laughs> but, yeah, the story is a lot about those little moments. Um, like, there was even a little moment where Satoko and Nadia are like, hey, oh, soy sauce, it's halal now. Yeah, you can try mm-hmm. more things I like. Or she was asking, you know, what would you do if there were no halal foods? And Nadia's like, well, you know, if you're starving and you got to eat, then you just got to do it. It's okay to do that. Yeah, oh, I forgot. Um, Sado, um, Sadoko is also like tutoring a weeaboo a little bit, at least. <laughs> yeah, that was very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is what the Japanese think of the American college students. We're all that weeby. And it's like, no, we're not all that weeby. <laughs> His name is Kevin Kuhn. Uh, he, I guess, speaks Japanese with Sadoko because he's just trying to learn Japanese. So. Although he does touch on a point where he's thinking about teaching English abroad, but he knows that since he looks Asian, he might not be his favorite since they sort of want, like, really white-looking people to teach that, which yeah. is something I've heard. It, it, I don't think it's anything that, like, companies like Jet do, but they kind of do want, like, the super, quote-unquote, American-looking people teaching yeah, English I've sometimes. I've definitely heard that. So I appreciated that chapter because I definitely remember that coming up in college where different people thought about doing that. And we were kind of like, "Mm." (laughs) so, yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of small moments like that in this series. And I think it just stems from uh, the two of them, like, really caring about each other. So like Helen said, when the soy sauce becomes something that she can use, they're, like, really excited. And they have, like, this sushi party. And it's, like, it's across, like, maybe two or three chapters. And it's just it's just nice to see them, like be friends <laughs> yep and they she even has to like learn uh because a lot of japanese food uses various alcohols in their recipes so she just has to learn about halal alternative alternatives uh to those things migraine uh was one of them that she brought up i think there's yes that was the concern of soy sauce since it does yeah. have like a tiny bit of alcohol in it yeah Okay, so that was determined okay and meat is another thing i guess kosher meat is uh okayer than regular meat. Uh, bagels are not made with milk or eggs, so like everyone eats bagels. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know kosher and halal, they aren't one-to-one, but I think it's like if you eat halal, you can also eat kosher because kosher is even stricter, but not the other way around. I think that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, just like little fun stories in here. It is uh, four-coma manga, so it's a pretty easy read. And the art's also pretty basic-looking, like I, was this originally p- published on Pixiv? I think it might have been, or published on Twitter. The art's pretty simple, you know, something where you wouldn't expect a reader to look at it super closely for the details. But it works. You can tell the characters apart, mm-hmm. they emote, all that jazz. It's just, 
it, you've just got like white or black backgrounds all the time. Mm. Yep. Well, uh, do we have any closing thoughts on Sakoko and Naga before we close out this episode? I like Hill. I'm I'm kind of surprised to find out that it's not a one shot, but I like it, and I, I'm definitely willing to um, read more of it. Uh, I, I'll be looking for the second volume when it comes out. I think it's kind of funny that we tease seven seas about putting out like all these really etchy booby manga all the time but we've also put out a lot more of these like kind of quiet thoughtful series that we've all been enjoying lately like hooray for diverse publishing i guess yeah yeah uh i mean yeah we've covered like half a dozen or so seven seas titles none of them have uh an abundance of fan service foods yeah good on seven seas anyway um <laughs> Where can we find everybody online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mondiorin. You can find me on Twitter at Wandering Dreamer, and you can also find me writing reviews and podcasting over at the OASG. I'm trying to make a dent on my read pile. Occasionally, I live tweet the, bu- the books I get, which contain boobs. Then the mangaka <laughs> finds it and retweets it, and oh, my notifications wow. were fun for a couple of days. Were they favorable retweets? I, I think so. It's like, look, guys, it was election night. I needed a distraction, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CompassionateK. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Mugging Your Ears. And you can find all episodes of this podcast at TaikuPodcast.com. That's T-A-I-I-K-U. And that's also where you can find my other podcasts uh, where I talk about sports, anime, and manga. Uh, what's the other thing? Rate and review us. I literally always forget that until I, <laughs> until I mention it to myself. <laughs> Rating for you us on iTunes. If you want us on any other platform, let me know, and I will figure out how to do that. Yep. Well, we'll see everybody in about two weeks, then. Yep. Bye. Bye, everybody. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. 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 Under my shirt in my cup. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. Make it rain, girl, make it rain.